welcome back to another edition of Out of Bounce. I'm your host, Spencer Brown, and joining me again is Dalton Bishop hey. and Chris. What's Hurts. up, y'all? So today we are going to be, of course, talking about the NFL, like we always do, and also recapping some of the uh, playoffs going around because NHL just finished up, NBA Finals just started, and baseball playoffs just started yesterday, so at the time of recording. And NFL still early on in their season, so we'll get there soon. Just bear with us. But like I said, beginning off, I just want to give a quick congratulations to the Tampa Bay Lightning. They just complete the Stanley Cup Finals victory over the Dallas Stars, winning four games to two. This is Tampa Bay's second Stanley Cup, the last time being at 05. So congratulations to all Lightning fans and players. In the NBA, the Lakers and the Heat took off game one today in their finals with the uh, L.A. Lakers edging out the Heat to take a one-game-to-nothing advantage. So I'll start first with our Heat fan that we keep bringing back. I swear we didn't plan him being a Heat fan. We were just having for the NFL, but the Heat have been doing really well, so we got to talk to Christian about this. I mean, obviously, it's just game one, but like L.A. is – like far away probably with the better team, I would say. But Christian, what are your thoughts on this matchup? Um, you know, again, with Miami, you know, passing the second round, honestly, if this, you know, no coronavirus or anything was going on, uh, I don't think Miami would probably do much in the playoffs. Uh, even even the Lakers with no coronavirus, you know, maybe, maybe not in the finals. But with all the stuff going on in the bubble and everything, um, Miami just – Winning without really the home court advantage, beating Indiana pretty easily, Milwaukee handedly, and Boston in a good series. Miami has impressed everybody. And even though they may not win, it may be another gentleman sweep in the finals. Um, you got to give credit to Miami. They're a very young team with Hero and Bam. Jimmy Bower is an absolute monster. Um, and this team is going to grow very, very well. And hopefully, you know, next season, I, you know, can't really focus on next season, but hopefully they can still be competitive at least and maybe give LA a run for their money. But I don't know if they could. I don't know. As long as Jimmy's there, that franchise is going to have a shot every Probably. year. Probably. Dalton, what are your thoughts on? Uh, I don't know how much of this game you watch. What are your thoughts on game one and the matchup as a whole? Um, well, I. Didn't watch the game, but I kept up with the score and the stats. And um, it looked like to me, just from a stats perspective, that um, the Heat did not have a very good shooting night or the Lakers just had a way better shooting night. Um, it, seemed that the, it seemed that the Heat were um, outmatched in every aspect of the game. Rebounds, assists, scoring, defense, offense, coaching, the whole nine yards. Uh, kind of shocked me, to be honest. At the very beginning of the game, I saw that it was, like, relatively close. And I um, thought that the Heat was going to – I thought that the Heat were going to be able to um, contend pretty well throughout the game. But then I um, took a break from looking at the stats, and I come back – maybe 30 minutes later, and it's a 20-point game. So I was, was kind of shocked. But hopefully the Heat bounce back in game two. In game two. 
Yeah, I mean, hopefully it is a fun series because, I mean, if it's a like I mean, we all remember the last Warriors Cavs series, it just wasn't that like when they got Durant, it just wasn't a fun series at that point. Like the first two matchups was a really competitive series, came down to the wire, but then so we like again we want a fun series because otherwise numbers are going to go down with viewership and everything. In other notable NBA news, kind of a uh, little I don't know late to the party, but kind of a uh, surprise. I say I was surprised but not shocked about this decision. The LA Clippers deciding to move on from Doc Rivers after seven years at the helm as their head coach and the president of basketball operations there. So they got to get a new person in the front office to manage all that. Doc Rivers it used to be the coach of the Celtics, but then when uh, Paul Pierce, KG were aging, he's like, yeah, I don't want to be here. I don't want to be part of a rebuild, so uh, get me out of here, basically. So they traded him to the Clippers. Yeah, rare coach trade. And since then, he has not been to the conference finals. The Clippers franchise never has. Twice, 2015 and again this year, up 3-1 in the conference semifinals and then just couldn't complete the series and close it out. So I don't know who like the Clippers are going to hire, but Doc Rivers is going to get a new coaching job because there's a ton of teams interested. Like the 76ers have reported interest. And that's the one thing I'll talk about. I think the Rockets might have been interested. I mean, I feel like every team would at least – inquire about him at some point so i'll start with doll what were your re- what's your reaction to the clippers deciding to move on from doc rivers um again i was kind of shocked at first but um seeing as he hadn't really been to a conference finals since being with the clippers um it didn't really shock me that much anymore um like you said spence will probably get a job somewhere else it remains to be seen where, um, but he'll definitely get hired uh, for for another franchise. Um, but I mean, I feel like this also this also was on the players too, because like the NBA is a players league, um, and the Clippers players didn't exactly do their job in the playoffs, you know. Like, the Clippers had a 3-1 lead, and then they blew it. So not all of it was on coaching. You know, you can't exactly blame Doc Rivers for all, for everything. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah, I know so, exactly what you mean. I mean, Paul George didn't show up at times. Kawhi Leonard didn't show up at times. Their bench, it didn't really seem like the franchise as a whole was buttoned up, ready to go, no-nonsense type mentality for the playoffs. Um, you saw with the Lou Williams incident, and it just yeah. seemed like a weird situation. I, I think it was more of a chemistry, yeah, thing. chemistry too. I think it was more like a chemistry thing. Yeah, that you know? as well on the court and stuff. And then they just didn't really seem like they click all together. They didn't just really seem like they meshed. Um, now looking back on it, it was kind of a weird pick to pick the Clippers to win it all, because you look at all the other teams in the West, like the Lakers, the Nuggets. And, like, you think maybe those guys mesh a little bit better than the Clippers team does. And you see where the Lakers are right now because, again, it's a player's league and LeBron's the best player in the NBA right now. Uh, I mean, it's it's, it's definitely hard so. to pick a team. Like, cause, like, we see, like, the Sixers this past year even as well. Celtics the year before with Kyrie Irving where their team, like, on paper, very well constructed, very talented players. 
They just don't mesh well together. Yeah. And that chemistry has to be there. Like you can't win without. I'll give chemistry. you a prime example when, especially when like the um, Thunder had PG and Russ. It was a good team, and also they had Melo. Remember that? It was, yeah, yeah Melo's a bad yeah. locker room fit. It was a great team on paper, but they didn't mesh well together at all. Not at all. And and Russ and PG could not shoot in the playoffs, and it was recipe for disaster. So, um, but, yeah, I think it was kind of shocking at first. But, you know, I think Dark Rivers will get a a job for another team. Okay, yeah, Christian, what are your thoughts on uh, Doc Rivers? Actually, real quick, I just wanted—I just got a notification. According to Sham Sharania, Heat guard uh, Goran Dragic torn plantar fascia. I guess I don't know what that. that is. We'll continue to be—I don't know. It doesn't sound good. We'll continue to be reevaluated after being diagnosed. So, uh, does, well, let's continue to be reevaluated. But Goran Dragic could be done for the remainder of the season, unfortunately. But Christian, real quick, what are your thoughts on a? Uh, Doc Rivers being it, like I think it shocked me more than anything else. Uh, we were discussing how possibly the uh, Clip- Clippers were going to just um, blow everything up, and they were going to uh, definitely think about putting people on a table and you know trading away and blowing it all up after you know basically trading in their load uh, to get Paul George and to get. Uh, Kawhi wasn't really a trade, but still. Um, so for me, it's a little bit more of a shock because I feel like coaching was more like you know stable. I think with that group, and they would trade like you know a Lou Will or not resign Montrez or do this and that. But the coaching, I I was totally shocked. And you know there are rumors, and we may get to it about Philadelphia possibly picking them up. I don't know. I personally don't know how good that would be, even though the coaching would be much better than Brett Brown. Like they have, they have a big issue with just the cap load. They have to deal, you know, they have, you know, big uh, Joel Embiid who can't really shoot Ben Simmons, who can't really shoot. Who's the point guard, uh, big Al Horford, big Tobias Harris, all good players. Don't get me wrong. But they're all ginormous, and they can't really stretch the court that much. Um, you know, if Doc goes there, Doc goes there. He's a great coach, and he could make that team more successful. I, I was just completely shocked that L.A. just got rid of him. Yeah, I mean, I personally, I think they should have given – I mean, I don't know. He's been there seven years, and a 3-1 lead for the second time, that's not a good sign. But, again, I think if you give him a second year with the uh, that roster, I feel like they – had a, a really good shot, but it is what it is. Also, I don't know. I saw this earlier today, and I haven't seen it being like confirmed completely. But Mark Gasol was close to a deal about going over to Spain to play the remaining years of his basketball career. So, Mark Gasol's NBA career could be over, and he won a championship last year with Toronto. So, it's been a, I mean, you, it's pro, he's probably a Hall of Famer, I had to say, eventually. But, I mean, that was kind of surprising. I thought Marcus also had a few years, something left in the tank here in the U.S. So, I sort of thought, I don't know if you saw that. What were your thoughts on that, B? Um, I thought it was really interesting. Um, and I really didn't see it coming either. Um, uh, I don't know. I don't know, man. It's kind of interesting. He's had, he's had a great career, yeah, though. Yeah. From his days in Memphis. 
the grit and grind Grizzlies. Yeah, sure. I mean, he did he did have a good career, so I guess you know, I guess it comes out of time and being you know, sometimes you just gotta do what you gotta do. Yeah, playing in front of your home crowd, I guess your pay, uh, family. Maybe his family lives in Spain still. I don't really know. What his isn't it is. Paul gonna re- uh, retire or has he retired yet? I, think I, I don't know. Milwaukee. I don't think Paul has played. He's been a while. Not that Paul didn't he play with uh, Milwaukee like last year or two years ago? He uh, yeah, I think he was on the roster. Mm. I know Paul but, was in San Antonio a while ago. He was yeah. Paul's been a what around the world? I'm gonna look this up real quick. Yeah, he's, it says he's a free agent on Wikipedia. So, but he hasn't played. He last played 2019 with the Bucks. Gotcha. So I mean, I so I guess Powell's not officially retired, but he hasn't played in a while. And then also, uh, the Plantar Facitis. I'm guessing that's how you pronounce it. I'm probably yeah. That We're not is, medical. Oh, that is like the here, heel so. bone. Really? That is like okay. the tendon. I thought tendon it was like right a- under the heel bone, or the yeah, like the actual heel bone, and that's what he strained or tore. So that. Yeah. He's not ruled out, which is a good. Maybe it's not like a terrible that's score, good. but it's still gonna, still gonna limit him yeah. for sure. Yeah, and then I'm gonna go briefly with baseball. Two former World Series champions, Alex Gordon and Hunter Pence, have called it a career. Hats off to them. Enjoy your retirement. Red Sox decide to fire Ron Ronick after one year on the job, which he got the job under really different circumstances than most. Obviously, remember the. Whole Astros cheating scandal, and Alex Cora, the Red Sox manager, was the bench coach when the Astros won the World Series. So he got fired. So then Ron Ronick just got interim job, and then because of that, was the new had the manager there. Didn't like it was not a good year for him at all. Red Sox were just a dumpster fire after trading Mookie away, and now fans think they're going to get Alex Cora back. I don't think they should. Cora's a good manager, but this is way too much baggage there, personally. So, I don't know. What do you think the uh... – well, first of all, it was a definitely good decision. I mean, I don't know who's all available. But, Dolan, what are your thoughts on the Red Sox moving on from their manager after only one year? I think it was really – And a 60-game schedule, nonetheless. Uh, it was not a good decision. Why would you do that after one year? I can get that the Boston is so used to – so I get, I get that they're so used to winning. But um... – the Red Sox, they're more rebuilding, retooling right now because they just lost Mookie Betts in the offseason and a bunch of other players. Um, Spence, you probably more know more, you probably you probably know more about the team than me and Christian too, since you're a Red Sox fan. Do you think that it was a good Christian's a Red like? I mean, like, do you think that I mean, it was I, a good move? I don't know if it was a. I, mean, I, mean, like, I feel like I feel like it was way too early. I, I don't know if like sixty games is definitely a small sample size, but uh, like I like I said, I don't really know what to make of this. But he definitely was the team just didn't achieve anything, and they didn't really have expectations for the team. So okay, we'll see who they hire. Hopefully, I mean I like Cora; he was good, but this way I mean, too much also baggage from there. Face value, it seems like the Red Sox just wanted another clean slate. I think I feel like with this move, they yeah. just they they whiffed really bad. And well, okay, he was an interim; he was promoted interim, and then they gave him the uh, full time gig. So like, it wasn't like 
It wasn't like he was like the first candidate uh, necessarily. It was just we had to promote yeah. someone. The interim will get you. Yeah, that one. That one's tough. Yeah, I mean, like it was. It's not his fault. He was dealt this hand. Chris, anything you want to add about the uh, Red Sox firing Ron Roenick after one season, like, sixty games? This year, I feel like if any new manager gets the you know gets the you know big job in uh, Major League Baseball, especially this year. Like, understandably, you know, Boston kind of wanted to have a clean slate, uh, clean slate with uh, Mookie getting traded to L.A. and, you know, cap issues or whatever. That, and they don't even have a cap. That's what am I saying? But anyway. There's no salary cap. But yeah, they definitely have definitely financial, financial issues. issues and just wanting to probably start younger or something like that or, you know, more cheap. But I, I don't – like, I don't know because Boston's Boston, you know – they're one of the most iconic franchises of all baseball and probably all of sports. So to them, and you know, they just want to go back on that in their winning ways. But I do see this kind of weak for them because, you know, say, say like Dallas, they hired Mike McCarthy as the football coach and say they have like a decent eight and eight season. How bad would it really be if he was the one getting uh, canned instead of a lot of other players, you know? Like, how good does it really yeah. show in their franchise? And especially in this kind of season, they are playing not even a whole third of their games like they would be in regular uh, season without coronavirus. So it is what it is, but it looks kind of weak on their part in my eyes. Yeah, I mean, I'm generally not a big fan of a uh... One and yeah. done coaching staff, like it just makes no sense. Like let them establish a culture yeah, or something. Totally. But, and you like, see that in college cases. football. Sorry, interrupting again. You see that in college football a ton. You know, yeah. if say you you know since we're from Louisville, say Satterfield. You know, he doesn't even get his full recruiting classes and the guys he recruits. He only gets like two years and then he gets kicked off. That doesn't. That, you know, they haven't do anything. He hasn't only been with the team. That was recruited by him by the last coach. Yeah. I mean, but college football is a little different because it also works the other way where coaches go in for a couple of years and then they see a big-time job opportunity to jump on that. So it does work both ways. Like, coaching staffs either don't get enough time to get fired or they jump ship. Or Like, it works both ways in college football yeah. and college sports in general, really. Anyway, baseball playoffs have started, and as of the recording – the Houston Astros have advanced, and I'm going to double-check real quick. I believe that's the only team that's advanced and, uh, so far. And the a, oh, wait, never mind. And Tampa, Bay, Tampa Bay advanced. Sorry, what? Colton. Tampa Bay advanced. Yes, I Blue know. Jays. I said that earlier before we went on the air. <laughs> yeah, and I know. Uh, with the uh, so, White uh, Sox, and it's now. Yeah, no, dude. Yeah, no, dude. Sox, I said, the Reds played the uh, – I said off the air, I was like – the Rays defeated the Blue Jays. I don't care about the NBA play- or like the the the, uh, the, uh, the <laughs> playoffs anymore. Yeah, Christian, I know you're a Reds fan. How about that? Okay, Reds, Reds like, thirteen and, and, and here's the funny thing. You know, we all have jobs outside of here, and I was thirty minutes away <laughs> from my shift. I uh, went there. I got to work at around twelve thirty, and the game started at noon. So I was thinking, okay, around like three o'clock, uh, the game's gonna be over, and It'll be, you know, done and done. And I see it's the bottom of the ninth, and it's nothing to nothing. And I'm like, what? 
And then, you know, going to 10 innings, going to 11, going to 12. I'm like, what the heck is going on with Cincinnati? So I finally see that Cincinnati in the top of the 13th, full loaded, only one out, and they don't score a run. And then Braves, I don't know if it was like a walk-off or whatever it was. It was a base hit, hit, hit by Freddie Freeman. Got me up, so I'm like, it's, it's normal Reds. You know, I, I like the playoff. There's two on you pitched but to my one of the best hitters in baseball. You know. Gosh, I mean, hats off to Freddie Freeman for that. And the lo- it was the longest scoreless in scoreless baseball game in yep. MLB postseason history. Also, as of now, it is currently eight eight in the Yankees Indians game. We will update you when whenever this game goes final, but we're gonna go Take a quick ad break and then come back to the NFL. And hopefully by the time we're done talking NFL, this game will have been concluded so you guys can find out from us who wins, even though you probably already know the answer to that. Welcome back from the ad break. And we're here to talk about the NFL. We had a crazy, crazy week last time around. It was some interesting football to say the least and I want to start this and I know he's gonna hate me for this but the Ra- the Rams Bills game was one of the craziest games I've seen in a while you had the Bills go up 20 to 3 which 20 to 3 I'm sorry Atlanta Falcon fans you probably hate that number I love the number because I'm a Patriots fan but then the Rams come take the lead and then at the very end, Josh Allen decides to go on full MVP mode and t- lead the Bills to the game-winning touchdown drive. So I, I got to start with you, Dalton. How infuriating was that game um, to watch? Actually, I was discussing this with my dad, who's a Rams fan as well. He's more realistic than I am, though. And he gives me nice historical references about how our past Stevens has been historically bad. <laughs> but anyway, that's not a here nor there. Um so I was discussing it with him, and I told him what had happened on the final drive. And he's like, well, that doesn't surprise me. Um, honestly, he said, like, you're down 28-3 to at the very beginning. You don't even deserve to win the game anyway. And he was like, well, that's good that they actually came back and, took, and you know, took the lead at one point. Um, you know, I, I mean, of course, I was watching the game. And I thought the game was over because I'd never seen them come back from any sort of lead, Um, especially, you know, like even if they were down 10 points or to like a formidable defense, I've never seen them come back. So I thought the game was over. And um, the interception by John Johnson when he was like him and the Bills tight end both both like held onto the ball, and John Johnson was the first one to the ground. Um, I thought that was not going to be an interception, but apparently it was. And uh, then they score on that drive, get a three and out, go score on the next drive. And I can't remember if this the drive at the third drive on the comeback or the last one where Aaron Donald gets a sack fumble. And then they go down, and Daryl Henderson scores a rushing touchdown to take the lead. Um, and I watched all of that happen. I was like, "We got the game. We got the game. Just play, uh, just play defense." And um, they did the worst possible thing that I could ever think of. Um, they played prevent the entire way down the field. Josh Allen was just 
you know, they couldn't get to him. And yeah, Josh Allen converted at third and 15 and third and 22, respectively. Uh, and yeah, so then they're, they're down on the 20 yard line. It's like first, first down. And, um, there's like 40 seconds left on the clock. I'm like, just hold him to a field goal just hold him to a field goal. Uh, Josh Allen snaps the ball on the left side. It's Gabriel Davis and Darius Williams. Okay. Darius Williams is the Rams cornerback and it's hand fighting. Okay. Hand fighting Darius Williams, you know, like a normal receiver can't do his route. Josh Allen throws it in the back of the end zone, not even close to where Gabriel Davis is, and the refs call defensive pass interference. And I'm like, oh, great, great, great. I can just hear it. like 10 <laughs> seconds left. And as soon as I saw the flag, I was like, oh, this game is over. We're going to lose. Um. Uh, and you know, of course, I can I can read lips pretty good. And the camera goes over to Sean McVay, and Sean McVay's like, "You can't call that." And I'm like, uh, "Well, he's got a point." I'm like, uh, as a as a fan, I I can't blame the refs for making the call, but also as a fan of sports, you gotta let the players play. I will go back to that call in New Orleans two years ago for the NFC Championship game. They let the <laughs> players play, and the Saints didn't come out clutch. I'm just gonna put that on the put that on the record. But <laughs> yeah, that's just my thoughts on it. Okay, but you know, it's you know, fine sh- because the Rams played the Giants this week, and until Week Nine, they could literally come out of the they could go into the bye being eight and one or seven and two. So I like our chances. Yeah. Of course, there was the other really good games. Uh, Christian, I'll start with you on this one. The Packers on uh, Sunday Night Football against the Saints. That was a 37-30 really good game. What were your thoughts on that? Uh, man, Alvin Kamara can definitely beat you, you know, on the ground and through the passing attack. He is a monster. You know, he's an absolute beast. Um, you know, deserves to get paid every single penny. You know, we, we held our own. You know, we had some good balls by Lazard. Um, he he was really good. And, of course, Marquez just didn't show up. It's usually, you know, that this year. Um, but I thought we were definitely going to struggle without Devontae Adams. Um, we kind of did and we kind of didn't. Um, you know, it opened up a lot more for Lazard. Thank God he blew up. Or else I don't think we would have won that game. But – it was it was a really you know close game. It was a really tight game. Um, of course, we saw you know the onside kick stuff that happened. Um, thank God Green Bay. Oh, this is a copycat league, so thank God we all watched tape on uh, the Atlanta Falcons blunder and you know not recovering. You know a football they can recover the second it's kicked, but whatever. Um, but yeah, Green Bay you know took the win. I thought it was going to be a, a much more of a struggle for Green Bay. Uh, coming away with the win, it was really good. Okay, and I just want to. There's a okay. There's a bunch of other games we could spend like all day talking about, but there's the one game that I really want to talk about. Was I apologize last week? I made a statement saying that we have a winless matchup here. One of these teams will get their first win, and my shock, I was wrong. The Bengals and the Eagles started to tie. 
No one wants to win this game. They want to go winless, I guess, still. A 23-23 tie where Doug Peterson decides to punt in the overtime period with, like, 20 seconds left, which I just saw the, the like, I didn't see the actual punt. I just saw the tweets about it. But I'm like, why would you not just attempt the 60-yard kick? Because you know Elliott has the leg to do it. Just attempt a long field goal. And if you miss, well, Joe Burrows get one shot to the end zone. I mean, it's not, like, that low risk where, oh, like, I don't know what you do in that situation, I guess. But how infuriating, like, I don't know if, because Joe Burrow's like, I'm going to take this a loss because we didn't win. So, like, I don't, I would not be happy if I was in the situation and tied it. But I guess Doug Peterson rather tie than lose, which, I mean, I would too. Christian, I'll start with you on this. God, both these teams, like, the Bengals are seriously being carried by Joe Burrow. And, like, if it was any other quarterback, I seriously doubt that they could really do this well. Um, you know, besides, of course, you know, Pat Mahomes and Lamar and everything. But, like, a rookie. Yeah. You know, like, I don't know if uh, Tua, you know, if he was at full health, could do this. I doubt Justin Herbert would do it. I doubt Jalen Hurts would do this because he has nothing. You know, we all think these guys can do anything with the, you know, A.J. Green's doing his part. But, I mean, Joe Burrow is just being carried by this awful, awful, awful thing. And Philadelphia, what in the heck is going on? Like, I seriously don't know who to blame. I don't know if I can blame Doug. I don't know if I can blame Carson. I don't know to blame just the other personnel. Like, it is ridiculous that these two teams are probably, you know, besides the New York teams, the worst two teams in the NFL right now, and they can't even win against each other. They have to tie. It's It was funny to see, but it's frustrating because you want to, those teams to, like, succeed and for their story and stuff. But the story is they just suck and they can't even beat each other. Yeah. Don, what were your thoughts on this um, game? Uh, man, I don't know. I think it was kind of a uh, weird game, honestly. Um, that was the Eagles. The Eagles have tons and tons and tons of issues that really need to be solved. If you're tying with a with a team that's led by a rookie quarterback and has lots and lots of issues on both the offensive side and defensive side of the ball. I mean, we saw that last year. Kyler Murray's first game in a tie with yeah. the Lions. But it was but, Kyler's first game know. and it's against the Lions. Like, yeah, the Lions. It was a yeah, Matt yeah, Patricia-led Lions team. Pencil yeah, in yeah. here, even though he has like a cardboard uh, cut out of his play sheet. You know. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. Yeah, I mean, uh, I'm really hating the fact that I picked the Eagles to win the uh, division this year. Uh, so I'm not. If I could, I mean, they still have a sh- they still have a shot because that division is garbage. Since you know me, I'm all about a guy who has a lot of faith, but I don't have but I don't have any faith in the East team and like the Eagles <laughs> to win the division. So, oh, um, I think they. Like I said, the same thing last year. The division is just really weak that anyone could win. It wouldn't surprise me. Yeah, them. yeah, I'd have to agree with you on that. It's not even because the teams are good. It's just the rest of the divisions are so, like, not even mediocre. They're just a below Dude, average. the betters will tell you more than any. Like, they, they will literally tell you how they feel about all the teams. I'm going to go on. Like, I got to say this right now. The Rams and the Giants, the, the, the Rams are expected to win. It was about like 12 and a half points. That's the spread. The Giants are a terrible football team, and I don't even know how they're still contending in the division. 
And I, I honestly, I think the Washington football team should just win it outright because Dallas can't even beat Seattle. But that's neither here nor there. Go ahead, Spence. Yeah. Okay, just uh, real quick before we get uh, just one final matchup that I need we need to talk about. I feel is have you ever seen a team barring injury? Injury doesn't count here. I'm, I'm throwing off injury. Where a team is like really, really good. I don't want to say really good, but a team's having a good season so far. I mean, it's early on, but this team's undefeated right now. And they make a quarterback change because of poor performance, not injury. We're talking about the Chicago Bears, obviously. Hey, credit to them. They're 3-0, and you know, it goes based on record. It's not like college football or college basketball where it's like, oh, like they're, yeah, their record is good, but they played nobody or we don't think this team is that good or whatever. Whatever your record is, that's what they base it off of. So if they go 16-0 and play nobody, they're 16-0 still. Credit to them where it's due. Mitch Trubisky, who we all know, who I think personally the reason he won the job, just familiar with Matt Nagy. Because Nick Foles comes in, weird offseason, no preseason. Trubisky's the incumbent starter. You give him a couple games and give him the reins because like, he knows the offense and also give Foles some time to get better with the offense or whatever. I don't know if it's more they brought in Foles and he led the comeback or if Atlanta's just absolutely bad at holding a lead. Like, I don't know which one it is. I think mixture of both probably. But Mitch Trubisky could honestly let that comeback because the Falcons just don't know how to hold a lead. And, like, come on. Dan Quinn has to be the first coach fired this year. I don't – him or Gase. Him or Gase. I don't know. They're both horrible. Christian, I'm going to go rant Man, you take like, over. I watched that game – uh, between Chicago and Atlanta. And how, like, Atlanta's offense is really good. You know, Calvin Ridley is coming into effect. Julio Jones is, you know, on and off. Matt Ryan has done decently well. But how in the heck, besides the Seattle game, because, you know, Seattle is just, I think, too, you know, powered by Russell Wilson. But how do you have a 20-point lead over Dallas – and then lose, and then how do you have a sixteen point lead against Chicago and lose? You know, give you know, give credit to Chicago. That you know, they're grit, and you know, they just want to play. And Nick Foles gives them that energy. And in Philadelphia, when they when he took the reins over in twenty seventeen, when Carson got hurt, everybody wanted to play for Nick Foles. Everybody had full trust in Nick to go and win the Super Bowl. And he did, and he won Super Bowl MVP. He, you know, he may not have the arm strength like Patrick Mahomes. He may not have the elite speed like Lamar. He may not have, like, the mental awareness like Tom Brady. Or just, you know, just, uh, you know, flick of the the wrist by Aaron Rodgers. But this dude is a tough, nailed quarterback. And people just love playing for him. And I think Chicago made the right move by benching Mr. Trubisky. You know, Ryan Pace, he screwed up. He screwed up big time with drafting Mr. Trubisky early after one year of doing a decent job over at North Carolina and looking over Pat Mahomes and Deshaun Watson. And that's going to be – that's going to go down in history of like just a blunder of draft picks because these two guys are the best – you know, two of the best quarterbacks in the AFC right now. So it's huge for Trubisky. And then the era is over. Thank God for Chicago fans. And even though the 3-0, and I'm a Packers fan, and I don't like it, you know, they kind of deserve it because of their grit and just the will not to give up. 
Okay, Don, anything else you want to add before we move uh, on? Nick Foles is doing it again. Watch Nick Foles take over the starting job and leave the Bears into the playoffs. Putting it on the record. Yeah. Um, you know, ever notice how Chicago's – like, so all three of their games have been won by one-position games. And at the very, very end. Yeah. Well, they had to come back and – they're the, Chicago's probably the worst three and team right now. Any, any, I mean, I can, any, I can um, get behind that, like, honestly. You, like, seriously, like, you guys think of any other three and teams that are just as bad? I mean, I'm not saying they're not good. I think Pittsburgh's a phenomenal team, but they've played the combined yeah. they, they played Denver and they played New York. Three they won by 10 in every single one of those, like, 10 or one possession game in those games. Yeah, I thought for sure. I thought yeah, for sure is, the I'm Pittsburgh just, Denver game, Brett Ryburn yeah. was going to lead a comeback and win that game, but it looked like it. Yeah. I mean, last year New England started off eight zero, but the knock on them was they haven't played anybody, and you know, to a fault they hadn't played anybody. They obviously lost in the wild card game in Tennessee, but that's neither here nor there. So I mean, it, like it, you can only play who's on your schedule, so it's not Pittsburgh's fault. That these teams are not that good. That's just what happened. It's like you, you only you only play who's on your schedule. That's so credit Pittsburgh too. And again, we'll see who stays undefeated next week. But also, while I mentioned Pittsburgh, I want to segue to the next segment. Is uh Tennessee has reported three players and five staff members have tested positive for coronavirus following their game. And as of now, the game has been postponed. The Tennessee Titans versus Pittsburgh Steelers game scheduled for Sunday is currently in postponement. They're playing. They're hoping to get the game played by Monday. So I, Monday or Tuesday, the sooner the better because that would affect a lot with uh, like going into next week and whatnot. But I mean, it's just I get. It. I don't know like if it's just one or like a few isolated incidents. And like I said, it's three players, five faculty. So hopefully it's not a full-on outbreak like we saw with baseball, with the Marlins, with the Cardinals. And again, I have caution. I think week four was – if week four is what I cut off the NFL. I said I think it will be over week four. That was, Obviously, it's been really good so far, and I don't think anymore as new information has arise. But I'll start with Dawn. How uh, – like what's just your overall thoughts on this situation? Um, obviously, it's obviously you can't really account for that. But I thought that was poor management. Poor management. Uh, you know a virus is going around. And, um, you know, you just have to prepare for every single thing. And this happened in Tennessee. Honestly, like, you have teams out in Los Angeles and in Seattle and San Francisco where the coronavirus – and Florida. And Florida. Florida's got the, three teams. These teams in which the, the cases – and the virus is substantially at higher risk than in Nashville and Tennessee. And the Titans had to close down their facility. Like these, I, I, there's just poor, poor management and poor preparation and keeping the mask on. And of course, you know, things happen, but yeah, now they have to postpone a game because people couldn't. I guess put on a mask. I don't know the exact details, but that was my first initial reaction to yeah, it. I was yeah, like, I you can't even. You just gotta. You have to. You have to make sure that you're staying on top of it when it comes to making sure that the virus doesn't. Like people don't get the virus, so. 
I mean, like for the most part, the NFL's been really good because baseball. Like we looked at baseball, it's like, look, they're traveling around. It's not going to work with football if they don't bubble it. Again, thirty-one teams have had no pro, little to no problems. I mean, Minnesota Vikings, their opponent on Sunday, had a like they closed the facilities down, but from what I heard, no and one. And they also reopened their yet, facilities. So Minnesota. They reopened today. Yeah, so they closed for just a day. So hopefully, Minnesota doesn't have anything serious because I mean, like I said, the players had to have tested negative on game day and then positive the day after. So hopefully they weren't playing with it. Cause that could be, cause you're not just affecting Tennessee. You got Vikings are affected now. Then you have the Texans and the stores. Our opponents for next week are impacted. So it's going to be again, hopefully we get this resolved soon. And it's not like baseball was because NBA has had no problems with the bubble. NHL, there was no positives during the entire bubble run. So, I don't know. Um, you you know, I think the Tennessee and Pittsburgh game, before the postponement, I thought this would probably be game of the week. This is a – you know, these are two really good teams. Uh, Like I said, you know, Pitt is 3-0, and Tennessee is also 3-0. But, you know, they've also played, you know, the Broncos, and they only won by two. You know, they played Jacksonville, who's iffy, and Minnesota. Every single one of those games – they can seriously be 0-3. So it would be an interesting game to just see two 3-0 teams who we don't think are good teams. I would really enjoy that game. Um, but, yeah, I think it is kind of a bummer because this seriously could impact the rest of the season. You know, with Minnesota playing Houston, and then I think next week Pitt plays um, Philly, I think, because, you know, if um, – you know, yeah. if they don't have a game, if you know Pittsburgh and Tennessee don't play till like Tuesday or Wednesday, that's going to hurt their um, chances. You know, practicing real well for Philly and you know watching film on them and still have to worry about Tennessee and all that stuff. So it really will probably hurt both teams, whoever Tennessee plays next week. But you know, hopefully this can get resolved, and by Monday at the latest, very latest Tuesday, like afternoon, they can play. Um, yeah, we'll just see how it goes, but hopefully for the best, and they play at least Monday. Okay, yeah, I I do just a note. I do have that as a prediction game because of the undefeated matchup. So if they do play, we don't need to go in depth with the game. If they do play, I'm picking the Steelers. Who are you guys picking? If the game does take place, Dalton, I'll start with you. Who just give me who you think's gonna win? We don't need to go in depth with the Steelers. Matchup. This game may not happen. Um, it's a close one, but I think Pittsburgh barely. Yeah. Okay. On the games that, as of now, are scheduled to play, we'll start with our uh, oh favorite God. game, Thursday Night Football. We get all of them. this week, but Atlanta, but all of them do. You, I have. I have to get this because it is a winless game, and I'm not going to do what I did last week and say someone's getting their first win. Because watch this one. I mean, one of my friends is a Broncos fan. He's he's really low on the team. But uh, he said this game's probably going to be a 0-0 tie. That's what his prediction was. Gosh, it would not surprise me. These teams are a dumpster fire. of Well, Jets are at least. Broncos, I think, just their quarterback, Drew Locke, got injured. And now they're starting Mark Rippin. Uh, yeah, Brett Rippin. Mark Rippin's is the uh, starter of this <laughs> game. Mark yeah, Rippin yeah. is the uncle, former Washington uh, 
the then Redskins football team, now the Washington football team, he was Super Bowl MVP at one point. So Broncos Jets, oh, it's such a bad game. I, I don't know. Not, not, bro. Why are we predicting really. <laughs> Because I want to pick the winless games and the undefeated games. Anything that because it's the storyline: winless versus winless, and hopefully someone gets a first win. Denver. And I'm signing with Denver. Just because, I mean, New- Adam Gase is horrible. That's it's honestly so sad. I wasn't a big fan of Fangio with the with the hiring of Fangio, really. But oh gosh, Adam Gase is just—you didn't do your homework. He was not good in Miami. Dalton, who do you think is going to win this? Uh, Man, dumpster, dumpster fire, fire of the week. I think that the Denver Broncos will win this game by at least ten points. <laughs> Thank you for your announcement. <laughs> oh, that's being bought. <laughs> Denver, oh, like, Christian, the only bright spot for New York is uh, Makab <laughs> Becton, who, you know, left tackle over at, you know, at the University of Louisville. The only real bright spot yeah. for them, in my eyes. Um, Sam Darnold, he's iffy. I still think with a good coach, he could do something. Uh, but Gase is just absolutely awful. And he needs to get the heck out of there. <laughs> like, oh, he's going to get fired. He's probably not going to get hired for a head coaching job anytime soon. But Denver, you know, they, they're competitive. You know, they don't have any wins, but they're competitive. Even though they fall short, Denver's probably going to win by two or more scores. Yeah, and sorry, I just got to say this, but the betters yeah. are saying Jets by one. Sorry, I am taking Denver plus one. Yeah, it, I think I think it's literally because they're yeah, they're literally at yeah. home, right? That's, they, that's probably the only thing. Here's a game that, although they are winless, we we still think both teams are at least they're competent teams, and they could probably have a good game. Oh, and it's gosh. Vikings versus Texans. Vikings were in the playoffs last year. Texans were in the playoffs last year. And Deshaun Watson, Kirk Cousins. Uh, you know, it's, it's going to be a good game, honestly. I really do believe that because both teams are going to be fighting for something. They want to get that first win. And I, gosh, I want to say the Texans, I love Deshaun Watson a lot. But I just feel like Kirk Cousins, he's he's super consistent. You give you that. He is really consistent. But I just think that that team, Minnesota, I just – I'm picking them this week. Spence. Dalton, what's your thoughts on this the game? Texans for a minute. Yeah, slide dog. Yeah. Mm, I don't know. I'm probably gonna be. I'm probably gonna be wrong on this. Honestly, I don't even care. Um, I'm gonna go I'm going Vikings, Vikings too. Just Kirk Cousins has more has more weapons. They have Kirk Cousins has Dalvin Cook. Uh, Dalvin Cook went off last week against the yeah. Titans defense. Adam Thielen's still there. Justin Jefferson went there. for 175 last week. Um, so, yeah, I'm going to go ahead and take Minnesota. All right, okay, this Chris is a better competitive game, but not by much. Not by much. by much. Denver or New York, they would definitely win by a mile in my eyes. Um, this is a toss-up for me. I, I think I really did whiff on Minnesota um, being the NFC North champions. I thought they were seriously going to have a better team. And Kirk Cousins, even though he's – I think this is like his ninth or tenth season, he was going to take a step into that stardom role, obviously. Like, he's consistent, but he's just 
you know, he has that consistency, but he just doesn't achieve more than what he should. Um, but I think I'm going to go – I'm going to go Houston. I think Deshaun Watson, even though um, he doesn't have much to work with, I still feel like he brings more of an energy to Houston than uh, Minnesota with Kirk. So I'm going to go Houston, but I'm not super confident with it, but I'm going to go Houston. Yeah. And then, okay, so we cannot keep talking about how – what did I pick something? I think I had some wrong game picked earlier. We can't keep talking about this. We have to go to a better matchup, and Gosh, that is Patriots and Chiefs. Patriots Chiefs is a rematch of the last. It's a, well, not a rematch, but it is the last two Super Bowl champions. And you know, I'm a Patriots fan, but we're not that good. We are not better than the uh, Chiefs are. So I gotta give it to the Chiefs. So, I am Dalton. I know you're a big Mahomes fan, but you bet. But you had you picked against you them had to last stick in that butt, didn't you? And you, you were wrong. To. You had to. Uh, oh god! You know, I'm glad I was wrong because before the season started, I picked the Chiefs to win back to back, go back to the Super Bowl, and um, also the Chiefs Ravens was my AFC Championship prediction, and we saw a little glimpse of that last this past Sunday or Monday, excuse me. Yeah. And but. You know, I pick I I, I picked the Ravens because I thought their defense was a lot better. Um, of course, they'll beat everybody else. They'll run through everybody else. But this one stat that really blew me away after uh, the Chiefs and the Ravens played is that Lamar is he does not have a win when he is down by ten plus points, and when you're playing the Chiefs. You have to have it, the element of a comeback on your team. Like, you got to be able to come back from down multiple points. If you can't do that, you're not going to beat the Chiefs. Um, so, I may have been wrong last week, but my homeboy just – I'm glad he got the dub. I'm glad he got the dub. Hmm. <laughs> um <laughs> Oh, so is it safe to say you're not going to you know doubt that, Mahomes man? Again? I'm not going to doubt Mahomes again. Honestly, I probably shouldn't have done that in the first place, but you know, I was buying that Ravens stock. I'm going to wait a few more weeks to see if I'll keep it or not. Yeah, Christian, who are you going to go with this after week watching Monday Night Patriots Football? Game? You cannot doubt. Like, I thought Baltimore was going to be the team because they had a good offense, and a better defense in Kansas City. So I thought it would be, you know, the difference would be Baltimore's defense would be so good. And Pat Mahomes just shredded the crap out of them. Um, Man, the Chiefs are more than likely going to be back-to-back Super Bowl champions. They don't look – I don't – you know, their defense, even though it's probably the weakest point of their team, it's still not that bad. You know, they stopped Lamar running the ball. Even though he was the main, you know, he was the lead rusher the entire game, they held him under 100 yards. Um, Pat Mahomes is just an absolute baller times a million. And there was a quote by a GM, I forget who it was, but it was, um, you could pay him 
all the money in the world and would still be underpaid. That's how good he is. He he's a different breed, no doubt. So you can't. And I get Spencer. You're a Patriots fan, and you would like to see New England take the dub. But man, Pat Mahomes is a different beast with Tyreek Hill and everyone else on that team with Andy Reid as the coach. Chiefs got this in the bag. You know, I don't. I'm not gonna put a score on it, but they got this. Yeah, it's not like okay. So when I look at the schedule preseason, I'm like. Okay, we get the Chiefs and the Seahawks first four weeks of the season. Probably minimal fans, if any. Seahawks, there was no fans there. Chiefs had fans opening night, so there'll probably be some fans mm-hmm. in Kansas City. I was like, okay, we'll probably lose these two games because I was assuming Stidham at the time before we signed Cam. I think Cam gives us a better chance, but it's just, again, Gilmore's got a tough task. The defense has been depleted. It's not like last year's team. Even though last year they lost 23-16 it was close. I just, again, you had Tom Brady. Cam News a different breed, but <sighs> you can't deny Patrick Mahomes and that team. I don't know if they'll lose a game all year. I think they'll lose one or two because it's and very also, hard to go to And also it. with the Cam Newton but, addition to New England, you know, when you were saying about looking at preseason, honestly, if it was uh, Jared Stidham with New England – Honestly, I would think this team would be one and three at the very best. You know, playing Seattle, playing Kansas City, you know, and even Miami, I would feel like they would probably get the dub over Stidham and the Patriots. But the defense is still the offense. I don't think would have any energy. It was was just another season where the defense has to carry uh, the offense really in the first several games of this year. Yeah. Yeah, so um, that's all about all I have. Anything else you guys We're only doing have three predictions? Show up? We had four. Oh, okay, so I made a mistake. I had Bills-Ravens in there for some reason. It's Bills play the Raiders. So if you want me to do Bills-Raiders prediction, or we could also do Colts-Bears. I apologize to you guys. I misread when I was sitting at the text. So you want to do Bills-Raiders uh, Colts Colts Bears. Bears? How about Colts-Bears? That works. Okay, the game is okay. Colts versus the undefeated Bears. This is a uh, sorry. You guys can hear this live. I don't care to edit this out at all. You guys can make fun of me for being dumb. But anyway, Philip Rivers going into Chicago against a uh, Nick Foles led team, and Rivers does not look like himself. I mean, again, I don't really know what himself is. He just has some ups and downs in his career. But it's gonna be interesting. I like Ollie Cox has been a very Dominant tight end in the receiving game this last few weeks, and Taylor's been really good. And like I said, we we're not high on the Bears, but you get credit to them where it's due. And if they go four zero, then credit to them. But I think it's the uh, Colts are just going to come in and win. Like it's again, Jonathan Taylor has been really really good. He was, in my opinion, the best running back in college last year. And then I don't know who. I mean, Khalil Mack. You can't deny him on defense. He'll be really good. But again. I think it's the Colts. Dog, um, what are your thoughts on this? Well, it depends if is Nick Foles starting. Yeah, he's playing a couple days ago. Nick Foles is the yeah, starter. Yeah, they confirmed Nick Foles Bears. starting. Oh, okay, Bears. It is. Uh, Bears me to say it because I'm a Packer fan, but I think if Nick Foles is a is much better than Mitch Trubisky, 
And and Philip Rivers, you mentioned, you know, hasn't had like a, a tremendous season. He's only missed twenty passes, seventy eight percent completion rating. Um, you know, he has three touchdowns, three picks. You know, can he really score with that? Um, but you know, Chicago, I think with that new kind of like you know macho with Nick Foles at quarterback instead of you know Mitch Ditch, you know Trubisky. I don't think he can do anything with anybody anymore. So I think Nick Foles gives them a much better edge. And uh, sadly, I got to take Chicago in there. Yeah, I'm riding with the Colts. I like Rivers a lot. But uh, anything else you guys want to add before? Okay, for real this time. Before nah, I, the show. I think you covered pretty much everything. Right right now, it's uh you know baseball news. Okay. It is 10-9, top of the ninth, and bases are loaded. Wow. Yeah, the Yankees have been uh, on a tear lately. So, if the Indians walk off, you won't hear that on this podcast because we're going to close this up soon. But as always, I do want to thank you all for uh, sticking around. If you stuck around this long, then or you're just bored. you have nothing else <laughs> in your life, or you just really, really like, like us, us. That's what we like to hear. Yeah, you're just bored. So uh, we we okay. But for in all honesty, we do appreciate all you guys for uh, tuning in and listening. So if you are listening still. Feel free to follow us, subscribe to us on whatever podcasting platform that you are on. And if if you do like the show, give us some feedback so we can help make the show a lot better. And hopefully, like, sometimes Sue will start bringing on guests, more guests than just Christians and getting to know stuff. So we, we still got a lot of plans in, uh, for the future of this podcast. We're still growing. So, okay, thank you all. Also, you can feel free to share this. I'm sound like every other podcast I listen to. Just uh, like, rate, review, yeah, you know, all this stuff that we all love. Like and subscribe. So, uh, <laughs> man, okay. Like and subscribe. Like we're all okay. Nah. But this anyway, is uh, this is Spencer Brown. Thank you for tuning in to Out of Bounce and enjoy the rest of your day. Yeah.